Sometimes I comb my hair and sometimes I won't Depending on how the wind blows, I might even hang my toes It really just depends on whatever feels good in my soul morning good afternoon good evening and welcome to another episode of this is recorded podcast thank you for listening listening i'm joined by an entrepreneur um a woman in charge taking charge and doing her thing uh, i met her at uh black women's expo you know when she was there with her business and getting it off the ground and she's well connected she knew that's a great spot for her to be at and I just think it's great. So without further ado, please introduce yourself. All right. So my name is Victoria Smith. I am the owner of Make It Classy, um, which is a plant-based beauty brand. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. So uh, where are you from? So I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, originally, um, but I live in Indianapolis. Okay. Now, are they close to each other? They're about like four or five hours away. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's not too bad at all. So yeah. how old were you when you moved to uh Indianapolis? Uh what, twenty-two? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so it was later on in life. So yeah. I, I've never met nobody from Cleveland. All I know is like Bone Thugs and Harmony, LeBron, yeah. <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. Uh so tell us a little about little bit about growing up in Cleveland um I feel like um I don't know I mean I feel like I did kind of the typical things that people did uh growing up Cleveland's so different now than what it was when I was younger and I feel like every time I go back there there's always something new you know going on like they have this area called the flats which was when I was growing up, you never wanted to go to the flats. The flats is not a place you wanted to go. There was all these like really bad nightclubs and like it was bad. But now the flats, I mean, there's like there's a bunch of like new apartments and things, but there's like festivals and like you actually want to go there because you can shop there and there's restaurants and it's totally different. So I feel like the Cleveland I knew growing up versus the Cleveland now is completely different. It sounds exactly like uh, where I was born at. My mom moved us when we were young. I was born in New York, um, Brooklyn, and mm-hmm. where we used to live as like near downtown Brooklyn. And now you got the Brooklyn Nets and stuff like that. But back in those days, it was like, oh, boy, you don't want to yeah. go there. Yeah. And, and then it's like, like you said, it's like it's literally now the projects where uh, my grandmother lived at is still there, but across the street is a multi-million dollar penthouse. It's, yeah. There's a lot of gentrification going on for sure. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's kind of confusing. It could be inspiring yeah. or depressing depending yes. on how you look at it. Right. I, I guess that is something crazy. So your direction, like when you were younger, what do you think you wanted to be? Cause obviously our lives, take different turns but what did you think growing up you wanted to be right I um I've always wanted to be a writer I actually went to school for journalism and I um worked in journalism for a few years uh before I kind of got into marketing and you know running my own business but 
um, yeah, I've always loved to write. Even as a kid, I would, you know, sit down and just have a, a notebook and just make my own stories up. And I would just write, I would write poetry or, you know, whatever it was. So I've always loved to write. So I always thought I would grow up and I don't, I, I always said I want to study journalism. I didn't necessarily want to be on TV per se, but I just knew that involved some sort of writing at the time. So that was kind of my childhood dream that I kind of got to do as an adult. Definitely. Do you have any favorite writers or poets or musicians? Um, I really don't think so. I think when I think of like favorite writers, I think of people who study like the English language and like Maya Angelou, you know, of course, stuff like that, but um, not in particular. Um, I think the writing, more of the writing that I was doing was just more of the, the more the writing that I started doing when I was younger was more of that creative style writing. But then when I got older, it was more like news and, you know, that type of stuff. So very okay. different. OK, so now when life hits you, when you out of high school, what is the plan? Uh, you graduate. What is the plan going into the next fall for you? Yeah. So I when I graduated high school, I went straight to college um, went to, uh, Ball State, which is here in Indiana and, um, study journalism. And that's how I got into learning about journalism writing and magazine writing and, um, you know, editing photos and videos and shooting video, like all that type of like multimedia things. So that definitely helped me a, a whole lot now that I look back at it. Yeah, so you're in college and, you know, I know you for your business. So what was your life like before your business started? Uh, before my business started, I, my life has always been busy. So before Make It Classy started, um, I actually have another business. Um, so I started a beauty blog about 11 years ago. It's called ClassyCurlies.com. And so all throughout college, I was like building up that platform. So I would write, um, you know, different blog posts on like, at the time, like my natural hair journey. And I would talk about like different product reviews and wellness for women and all of those things. So in the middle of like taking classes, I was like building up this side blog and, you know, people would come ask me to speak about whether it was hair care or wellness or whatever it was, I was like building that up. So that was really like my main focus um, before starting Make It Classy. And it's still like kind of 50% of what I still do. Um, so I started Classy Curlies and then that's how I got the name Make It Classy as like a spinoff of, of the original business too. No, that is smart. Now, let's go back because I'm 33. You don't have to tell your age because ladies <laughs> don't tell their age. But um, I remember being my wife and she was in college. And I remember around like, when I say 08, 09 is when a lot of people started that natural journey. And yes. even though it is a beautiful thing, I know for a lot of people it was hard. So can we speak a little bit about like, what did you learn about going natural because it was a transition and it took some people a while before they wanted to accept that so can you talk a little bit i guess about the ups and downs of going natural because like i said around that 08 09 mm -hmm. time yep. it seemed like it really was a push of that there was yeah i started um my blog in 2010 so it's around that time 
where, you know, people were looking for resources because that was the time where a lot of people were, you know, venturing into the natural hair space, but we didn't know how to do anything with our hair. It was like starting over from scratch, basically. So um, for me, it it really, really became like a, a health thing. So I'm really into um, just wellness in general. And I had been getting a hair relaxer since who knows how long, you know, it's just, just black just, community is what we do. Just for me. Yeah, yeah right. It's yeah. just what we do. So um, as I got older, I started to look into the ingredients of different things. And I realized that the ingredients in hair relaxers were terrible. And I was like, this is not good. And so I just kept educating myself on what was in it and kind of like, why, why are we doing this? So for me, it was more of like, I don't want to associate with any of that, like bad chemicals and things like that. And I actually loved the look when I saw people on YouTube, like starting to do twist outs and, you know, they were getting like the look down. I was like, oh, this is good. I can do this. So that's how um, the blog started. It was a way for me to have that outlet where I can talk about different things. Like the time um, my grandmother, I walked into her house and she was like, what did you do? It was right when I cut my hair. I had went from like long, straight hair to I had like a little fro and she did not like that at all. And she was, she made it very clear that she was not happy with me and my hair and my choice. So, um, you know, just dealing with having family members, you know, even some of the people closest to you to say like, I don't like this or, you know, whatever, but, but, you know, building up that confidence over time to say like, this is what I want. This is my hair. It has nothing to do with you. And you just keep pushing. So, you know, it's just, it's just like a confidence that you build up over time. it's it's a lot of a lot of like internal ups and downs too that comes with it yeah like for my wife i know that like we would go places and she would just you know i don't know if she was really on youtube i don't know what she did i think she just figured it out or whatever (laughs) over time but when we go to the mall you see other girls they would say i love your hair or something or they would always tell her when we shopping I want to do it, but I'm scared, you know, mm-hmm. like they always say that, like, I want to do it, but you know, they'll show their hair to her and all this stuff. They like, yeah. I don't know. Cause I would have to cut this and do that. And, yep. and I think it's just something about a comfort zone. Like if you look at some older ladies, probably like 50 and up, they probably like, yeah, I'm not going to mess with that natural thing. Right. Ever. Right. Like I'm, I get my hair done every week or yes. every two weeks. It's a generational thing for sure. Yeah. It's just, you know, in, in, and that's like a metaphor for life as you get older, which you have to re- you have to get out of that from zero to 18. You have to please everybody else. And then it seemed like even when you're in your 20s and stuff and for some people forever, they never get out of caring about the opinion Other of others. And it's just right. like something about hair. It's like, come on now. And then especially for women, it's like, you know, it's very sensitive. I think not yeah. just women for men in general. Yes. People in general. I mean, that you know, if so, if you're doing something for you, you want people to, you know, like it. You have an approval. But right. I think it's really hard, you know, to really step out. So I really commend you for doing that. Yeah. Okay. So that was great. So you're what were you doing exactly? I don't know if we talked about that already before you was like, hey, I'm going to do this, start my own business. What were you doing? What was life like? Okay. So yeah. So I was, like I said, I was writing the blog and doing that in between classes. And I had a friend come to me and say like, Hey, you know, you should start telling people about this blog you're doing. And I would do a lot of, um, 
like do it yourself classes. So you could buy tickets and then I would bring all of the ingredients to the to the class and we would make our own like shampoos and face masks and hair conditioners and things like that. And so I was doing that for a while. It was in between doing like hosting classes. I hosted a lot of like natural hair events here in Indianapolis um, and like just producing content. I would collaborate with a lot of like organizations and groups and things like that. And then um, the Make It Classy, the line started um, more from people. Well, so when I met you, we only had the DIY kits. So we had the boxes at the event. So that started because I was doing those DIY classes and people were like, hey, I want to do this at home when you're not with me to tell me what to mix and what to do. So the idea of the kit came where it's kind of like a dinner kit. You get a recipe card and you get all of your ingredients and you get to make whatever, you know, hair or skincare item it is. So at the time when I met you, we only had the DIY kits. So now we have DIY kits and we have the products that are already made that you can just buy. So you can just buy a hair conditioner or a face mask or you know, any of those things, but it all uses plant-based ingredients, but it basically started from those DIY classes that I was doing and people saying, Hey, I want to do this at home. And I kept trying to think like, how do I bring this class experience to someone's home? And that's how the kids got started. Wow. Wow. So, uh, so were you only doing the classes? You didn't work a regular job out of um, college? Oh, yes, 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 I did. So the, the classes I was doing was like a side. So when I graduated from college, um, I, that's the time that I worked in journalism. So I worked at a newspaper here. I was like the newsroom manager. And then I worked at a TV station for a couple of years. Um, so that was a time where I was in the journalism space doing a lot of like um, digital content for news stations, things like that. Okay, okay. So Let's talk about the early days of like, hey, I'm making this a business. What steps did you take to learn it and to go about it and to pursue it? Because I don't think people realize how hard it is to really just like, hey, here's this pin. It's a great pin. I made it. You buy it. Yeah. People don't get that. So what was your early days of starting this process and the rollout and uh, your method behind make it classy um I remember when I got the idea I was sitting on my couch and somehow like a light bulb just went off and I was like it's a it's a DIY kit like I was so excited about it and I went like my husband was like pulling out the garage and I like ran to the garage and I was like wait I have this awesome idea I need to tell you right now and he's like I gotta go to work and I'm like but I got this idea so I just I remember that day like just it was I remember all of it. But from there, I was like, I was so excited about it. I'm one of those people that I don't really rest on an idea too much. I, um, once I get an idea, I'm ready. I'm like, okay, what do I got to do? What can I do today to get this started? Not tomorrow, like today. So I immediately start like looking up boxes. I knew I wanted it to be a box. So I was like, what shape, what is it going to look like? Um, uh, one of my best friends, she's a graphic designer at a um, like a really well-known like magazine, and she helped me design the box. 
So I was like, okay, I got someone who can design it for me. I gave her a really rough sketch of what I wanted, like just me drawing, but she made it look very pretty with colors and all of those things. So she got the design down. I picked the box out. And then from there, it was trying to narrow down, you know, like the name of it. And well, obviously the name had came before then, but the name, um, you know, what, which box it was going to be because, so we have three different kits that you can try. So one is like a face and hair mask one, one is a rose water one and the other one is a hair rinse and just narrowing down what would be the first like set of boxes. Like what would, what would they make? Would it be a hair conditioner? Would it be a face mask? So trying to survey like the audience that I already had from my blog to see what they were interested in. You know, what is something that you would want to learn how to make or, you know, do just for fun. So just surveying to figure out, you know, what what do they want, you know, before I even put time and, and money and things into this. And this is all while I'm still working in journalism. I'm doing like some like influencer things at, on the side. Like I'm, I'm doing like a lot of things while I'm like molding this, this brand. So it, it's, uh, it was a lot just trying to figure out everything from, you know, the website domain to um, when was it going to launch and getting money for it, frankly. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> building a business is expensive. I can tell you that for sure. And it just comes with a lot. Yeah, I I don't think people, you know, like. It's so easy to get a paycheck every two weeks and your bills are paid and things are good, but it's so hard for a lot of people to have to answer to somebody and tell them when I want to go on vacation and this mm-hmm. and that. So it's just really hard and everybody's not built for it, but everybody right. would love to have that, you know, business. But, you know, also one thing that I think is important, um, you had that base already. You had a market from, mm-hmm. uh, you do it yourself and your blog and everything um how you know and that's what i tell people like if you're unsure or if you don't have a clear-cut plan going to college is pretty important you know even though it can be a trap if some people don't know what they're doing it could be a big trap because like absolutely (laughs) for you you could have did this without school But it helps, especially since you said you did marketing and everything. But I think the good thing is I know blogging and stuff like that became a thing. And when you're around other students, you have an insight of what people in your age bracket are into and what they like and what they think. So, like, how important do you think it is? Like, even if you're still unsure to just try out college and the benefits that it can have, even if you don't do what that piece of paper is for. Yes. So you are correct. College can be a scam if you let it. If you go into college for the wrong things, it will be bad for you. I think college is awesome for um, no matter what you study, just like the intellect that you get from that experience. Like you meet people from all over, people you never would have met, you know, from different countries, possibly different states. So just getting that like type of mingling experience to me that is that's it like that's the college experience and being involved in different things so when I was in school um like I I studied journalism then I thankfully got a job in that industry but it's one of those things where to me most important was 
what I was involved in, you know, while I was in school. So like I was on like the school, like newspaper and magazine and, you know, in all these clubs and extracurriculars, because that helps you figure out what you like. You know, do I like this? Do I don't? Or you think you want to go into this major and then you're like not really sure. But the thing is, when you're there, you have access to all of those people to figure out. And people, when they have an idea, they want to assume that it's a great idea. But really, you should just ask people. Just ask someone and say, hey, you know, would you buy this if this was a business? Or like be really honest and have those people give you candid feedback because you could save so much time and so much money by just asking people. Like even now with Make It Classy, you know, when we're thinking about like releasing a new product or something, I don't just pick it because I like it. I ask people like, do you want a body lotion or do you want a this? You know, you just ask them and you give them what they want. Yeah. I, you know, and what you're saying is just so important because like I tell people all the time, you know, follow your core and follow your base because what this person don't like, 30 million people do like it. And what, like, in music, I know it got to be confusing. They don't really know what's a hit. They just, yeah. like, you know, you hear so many times. I was watching Tina Turner documentary uh, last night. Very sad, but very inspiring. But, I heard, yeah. you know, it's just like, you know, she talks about a song and it's like, eh, I don't know. You know, it's, mm-hmm. and I hear that so many times. It's like, you know, you don't know, but also what you're doing is smart is to pay attention to your core and social media helped a lot. And also, if you think about Facebook, it started in college and things like that. So it's just like it's you've been doing this school thing for 12 years anyway. So yeah. it's like if you hey, at least try it and see if it's for you, you know, and I was you know, I had a conversation with a family member of mine that completed college uh it will complete in may and i was saying that even if you come from a low-income situation you might have an upper hand if you can get scholarships and pell grants and absolutely this and that and you know even with him in the computer science world for some of these companies they don't want to seem like they don't help minorities or stuff mm-hmm. so they might push him to be like hey we yeah look we like yeah. him." so yeah, somebody might open a door for you for sure you just never know yeah so it's like you know use all of that stuff to your advantage like so anybody in life you have to figure out your path but if you unsure i think college is a good way just try to get them to pay for everything like really that's it and i think back now i wish there was more things i took um you know advantage of like all the free stuff you get at school like some schools some supply you with like a laptop or different programs like all of the adobe suite for you to learn this graphic design and like all these different programs and stuff that we used to get for free or discounted. Now they're like $800 for you to get this program. Yeah, and I'm like, I wish I would have, you know, like paid attention more often and stuff like that. Cause now it's so expensive. Yeah. It's just, uh, people don't understand. It's like, I think they like have fatigue of school cause they've been doing it for so long. They like, yeah. when I have the idea that I don't have to go to school, I think they jump at that, but they don't mm-hmm. know. Cause you know, the thing about it is when you have a job, you can just do a job and you'll look up, it'll be five, 10 years later and you just yeah. been working the same job. So it's important to be around, you know, like in your dorm or wherever or just going to class. You might find the next uh, Mark Zuckerberg, make it mm-hmm. make it classy, you know, the owner yeah. of it. And y'all go head to head and bounce idea, great ideas off each other. So 
I think people got to get out of the mindset of like, I don't want to just do school. And it can be bad for you financially, mentally, yeah. if you go for the wrong things. But right. they, they don't know. Like, this well, music. I love music. What's some motivational music or things you used to listen to to get you by in school or things you listen to in your business to help you? Um... Motiva- I don't know. I don't know about like motivational like songs per se. Or but just music you listen to or anything you do to just keep you going. I love like quotes. Quotes are my thing. So I love motivational quotes. And a lot of times I find quotes on like Pinterest. That's my my place where I hang out. And I love to look at like all the home inspiration and all that stuff on there. But the quotes on there are always really, really good. Um, I usually save them like on my Pinterest board. I have like just a board of like quotes of a thing that can either be like when I need times of strength or I feel like I'm just done and I just don't want to do anything else. I need that motivation or I mean, I just have quotes for probably anything. Not one in particular stands out, but I always just reach for those for those motivation for sure. Now, do you have any favorite artists or artists that you listen to music or are you not too heavy on too much music? Um, I mean, I listen to the, you know, like, I like normal people like Beyonce, like, like Beyonce. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I like, um, and there's a lot of songs that I know that I don't know who made them. Oh yeah, old school <laughs> so that's songs. I, think I don't too. know. Yeah, I know like old school songs. I like. I'm more of like an R&B type of person. There's a few like rap songs I guess I like, but I'm more of like R&B um, type of songs. But yeah, I don't know. My music taste is kind of all over the place. Like I can have like Beyonce on one, and then I'll have like. Um, Imagine Dragons on another. I have Taylor Swift on another one. And then I'll have like some random Cardi B song that like I'm not a huge fan of hers, but like one song, you know what I mean? It, it's all yeah. over the place. That's the best way. That means you like music. You're not in a box. You, you yeah. like music. So what did it feel like to make your first sale? Do you remember your first purchase and was like, wow, I think I can do this? Yes. So I remember when I first got so before I launched. I did like a a testing phase. So I ordered the boxes and I remember when they first came in the mail, like I put it together and I just looking at it and I was so proud because I was just like, you know, this is the thing I had in my brain that now I can like hold it. I was really excited about it. And then I had a bunch of people test it out before I sold them. So I sent like 10 or 15 boxes out to people and had them give me like real feedback on like, did something break? do you not like this? Did you not understand how to do something? Like give me all the feedback. And then once I launched, um, we have a website. So we launched on the website, but the very next day was an event that we sponsor. It's called gratitude for black girls. And there's actually uh, one that's coming up um, in April, April 24th, I believe. But um, that was the very first event where I had like the boxes in person. And I think I sold maybe like, 35 boxes 40 boxes at that event and I was so excited like that was the very first event and I was like yes I was almost cleaned out it was just a great feeling to just have people support and like understand the concept and just to see things pay off I mean it's it's, it's been definitely ups and downs because I've had like an event like that where people are like oh yeah this is great and then I have some people who are like well why would I buy this I can like make this at home myself and I'm like yeah you could but it's kind of like 
dinner kits in a sense. Like you can you can buy the pork chops, the the greens, and the mashed potatoes all separately. But if you can get them all in a nice box and take home and cook, you're probably gonna buy the convenience part of it. So it's you know it's been it's been that, but um, it was a great feeling just to have you know that show up the very first event. And what was now? So your products are plant based product. What is your thinking and your mindset behind? I want to make a plant-based product. Yes. So to me, very important. So this whole line, everything is about the ingredients. That's what really matters here. So going back to when I was doing, you know, going on my natural hair journey and learning the ingredients that were bad and relaxers, it's the same type of concept here where I started to look into other parts of my life and started to look at all of the ingredients and everything. So I started looking at like food. I started looking at like everything to like the toothpaste you use every day and like everything because it really does just impact you. So for us, you know, our skin is our biggest organ. So all these lotions and things that we rub on, you know, we absorb that. And over time, um, you know, as you get older, you see people develop like different cancers or infertility or um, like skin irritations and their scalp is like inflamed. There's so many different things and they're using the products that they may have grown up with. So they are using, you know, some product that their mom gave them and they just keep using it because, you know, you don't think about it. You just like, let me just buy the same lotion that I've grown up using. But when you think about it, you're like, hold on, do I even know what's in this stuff? Is this good for me? You just trust it because, that's what you grew up doing. So it's trying to like break people out of that mindset to make a decision for themselves and say, hold on, I need to take control of this and see what's in whatever I'm using. Is it the hair conditioner, the face mask, the um, whatever you're using to figure out really what's in it? It's at the very bottom line. It's like a health thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's important. And I think, you know, some good of social media and stuff like that. It lets people know like different ways. And I think a lot of people are getting into veganism and mm -hmm. just really watching in what they eat. And I really believe like, you know, things, small changes like that will really help prolong your life. I mean, mm -hmm. the decisions you make now is going to affect you later on in life. So I think that's pretty amazing. So did you quit your job and go full on into your business or are you still doing both? Currently. Nope, I still do both. I still do both. I still have I still work in marketing. Um and everybody it's just interesting because everyone at my job, like they they know this is what I do. They know like they fully support everything I do, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean it's the the marketing part is something that just I enjoy doing. You know, I enjoy like working with clients and helping them figure out their, you know, marketing issues and, you know, that, that content strategy, that's where my brain kind of operates. Cause even now for make it classy, I have, you know, other people that help me run that because some, I need to be doing more operational things. Like I can't do social media and like stuff like that, like all the time. So I have to push that off on someone else and think about what can I only do to help move the business forward. You know, someone else can't pitch my business. Only I can pitch the business. So I need to focus on that type of stuff. So that's what I have, you know, other people working on. Um, but I still get that creativity of that content marketing by doing the things at my job. So 
And now I believe that marketing is everything because it's a lot of trash products out there that just got good marketing or they, you know, if you put a Jay-Z or Beyonce behind it, like, Hey, go buy this and everybody's going to go. Like if I have them on the podcast tomorrow and I will have the biggest, uh, sale of views and everything I've ever had. So talk about you work in that field, the importance of marketing. Yeah, marketing can make or break you for sure. Um, I've seen some really, really good products or even just products, services, um, just content in general that's really good, but the marketing is terrible. So nobody knows about it. I mean, it's something that I am very particular about, even, you know, to the the words that we use on social media. Like I think about the brand as a person. And so if the brand is a person, what type of personality do they have? You know, what type of words do they use? Because there's certain words that I would say that you would never come out of your mouth and vice versa, you know, because we're different people. So you have to think about your brand that way too. Your brand is a person and what words do they use? What words don't they use? You know, like what's their tone? Like all of those things are things you have to consider um, when trying to communicate with your audience, but you have to know your audience first before you're, you know, trying to sell to them. But on top of that, I mean, even down to like packaging, I'm like very particular about like labels got to look good and like things can't be sideways. Like it's got to be, it's got to look right or it's going to have to wait until I figure it out. So, I mean, marketing is, it's, again, it's a make or break. I've seen some really, really good brands, but nobody knows about it because they don't do marketing correctly. And I'm learning that um, about marketing uh, with my podcast. It's like, I might have to put some money behind it. I might have to yeah. bring some other people in. I might have to do a lot of things because I know what I'm doing is good because it's empowering the people. It's good conversation. I know I got that part, but I know where I can do better. And it's the marketing. Mm-hmm. Like you really, you really got to put up for it. If you believe in it, you really got to show that you believe in it. So marketing is just everything. And I also want to ask you, uh, being a, a black female owner of a business, how does that make you feel that to empower others, women and especially black women? Yeah, it feels good. I mean, I was, uh, talking at this this virtual student event the other day and most of the students there are um hispanic and we're just talking about like women of color in general you know like what does that feel like and i was like if especially in the beauty space when it comes to any like plant-based beauty or natural beauty or anything like that there's not a lot of people that look like you and I in that space. The beauty industry, you think it's ran by women because, you know, you see all these hair and skincare brands, but it's mostly ran by white men, like rich white men. So they're the CEOs of these, these brands that we know. So they don't look like you and I. So it's interesting to be in those spaces. And there's a lot of times where I'm in those spaces and there's nobody look, that looks like me. But you have to bring that confidence every day and say, you know, I deserve to be here just as much as anyone else. And this, these are the things that I can bring to the table with my brand. So it's, um, it's, it's awesome. I, I'm one of those people that I feel like there's enough to, there's enough for everybody to eat. I'm one of those people. I don't feel like just because you have something similar, I'm not going to like, you know, 
tell you how I helped or, you know, anything like that. Like I have a lot of friends that um, maybe not do the exact same things I do, but some of them dib and dab in different areas. And we all talk about like our struggles, our wins, our, you know, what worked or like, don't do this. You know, I just feel like there's enough for everybody. And especially when it comes to helping black women, I mean, I was talking to someone um, probably about a year ago and she was asking me everything under the sun. Like, how about this? Or what about that? Cause she was trying to start something. And I was just like, yeah, you know, if that's, that's your thing. Yeah. I, I'll help wherever I can. Cause I want somebody to help me when I was starting, you know? And I think we need more of that. And I think we are slowly growing out of that. Cause like you mm-hmm. said, there is enough for everybody to go around, but also I wanted to talk about like how important is, I mean, you had help in that, that blog and everything helped you. But in those hard times, how important is it to have that tunnel vision of like, I have a goal and I'm going to meet it no matter what's going on here, here. Yes. I'm going to meet yeah. this goal. How important is it to have tunnel vision in those hard times? Yeah, you definitely need it. I think um, my thing here is always that you know, you're not always going to be motivated to do something, but you have to be disciplined as an entrepreneur. You have to be, because there'll be times where there's other parts of your life that feel like they're crumbling and they need your attention, or you feel like, you know, maybe this product didn't sell as much as you wanted, but you put so much time and effort behind it, or you spent a lot of money because you got to spend money to make money. You'll spend a lot of money here and it doesn't pay off immediately or ever. And you're just, it's those lessons, those highs and lows, those lessons that you learn that can be very tough sometimes. Um, But I think you just always need to remember like, what's your why? Why did you start this? You know, why is this important to you? Um, Even to your family too, because, you know, I'm not just doing this for myself. You know, I want it to be, um, you know, for future generations to be able to, you know, eat off of this too so it's it's one of those things that uh you just you've got to think back and think about your why because that is part of the entrepreneur experience completely one day it's like yes I sold a million things this is what life is about this is great and then the next day it's just like I'm in the negatives what do I do why did I do this and you're upset and then you go back to how you know it's that's exactly how it goes yeah it's just uh it's really rough and i think you know a lot of people just gotta try because they not they don't know if they built for it but you'll never know until you try i really feel sad for the person that just does one thing forever because they were too scared to jump out there and do that passion especially like with singing or music or something yeah somebody loves to sing every day and they just love it makes them feel good make other people feel good but they scared and i love what you said about the generational wealth there's nothing for me that i really want for myself mm-hmm. like that other than independence but there's nothing that i would ever want my children or family to have to deal with that i had to deal with because i didn't have the finances to do what i want i never want right. them to feel hopeless you know if you're having mm-hmm. an issue at the job or something you can't just quit because right. you're like, oh, I got this going on, that going on. So yeah. I just want to like make a lifestyle of that generational wealth, which is such a beautiful word, is that like yeah. y'all can do whatever you want to do now. If you mess it up, that's on right. you. Right, that's on you. <laughs> but I gave you the opportunity. Um, yeah. And also I want to talk about what do you think is like 
as a lady, because I don't know, I can't speak for that. But um, how important do you think it is to make women just feel beautiful and pretty and like what a facial or a hair product like? How does it make? Because I know for a guy, like I, I got, I don't have no haircut right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I haven't had a barbershop haircut. I had different friends cut my hair and stuff mm-hmm. like that because of the quarantine and everything. I know. But how is it for you as a lady and for ladies to just feel pretty off of like a facial or one of the make it classic products? Yeah, I think you know the the beauty part it it goes both ways. It's a both internal thing and external thing. So, you know, we can do our hair however we want. We can wear makeup or not, or, you know, put on a face mask and all these things. But I think it really starts by feeling good about yourself and learning yourself and like that self-awareness, I think that you get as you get older. So I think it starts there and like having that confidence. But, um, you know, I, I always want, people to feel confident in themselves. And a lot of times people connect that to how they look on the outside. So, you know, especially for example, like someone who maybe suffered from acne, if you have acne on your face, obviously you may not feel as confident as you probably could. So thinking, you know, when I'm creating like face mask ingredients and all of those things, I think about that, you know, this product is not only to help someone get rid of, you know, maybe acne, but it's overall helping their confidence in general. That's the connection right there. So, um, I mean, I, I think they go hand in hand when it comes to confidence and, and building that, whether it's, you know, you're really particular about your hair or your skin, or I think when you, when you feel good, you know, you look good. And so you kind of exude that. And, I think you're absolutely right. And I I want to talk about uh, the um, pandemic in your business. But to follow up on what you were saying is that um, in the pandemic, I started therapy. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. like because you sitting at home by yourself and that's and it helps me so much to yeah. really know me and get these things out. Things I already knew, but when you get them out and in the yeah. open and you talk about to with somebody with no bias, they don't know you. So yeah. they just kind of and they tell you, well, my therapist told me like, hey, I'm not here to fix you. I'm here to help you along mm-hmm. the way. So like you said, like that inward journey. And I love that you said that because it proves that you're not just a salesperson, that you mm-hmm. really believe in these ideals like, hey, my product can make you feel a little bit better but it's not gonna fix you completely Mm -hmm. so and i think that's a smart thing because that makes people want to buy in to you i think for Mm -hmm. a product too they buy into you first and maybe the product afterwards so i think that's amazing but how has covid impacted your business positively or how has it your business been with covid COVID was interesting. (laughs) Um, So when you saw um, me, we were obviously um, doing the expo and that is exactly what we were doing for the past like year before, like that entire year. So obviously we had an online website, but majority of the sales were through events. So we would go to expos and, you know, being from Indianapolis, like at that event, I traveled to Atlanta and was there. I would travel to all these other places. I would do a lot of um, local events, things like that. Well, then COVID happened. Everything just shut down immediately. 
And I think that that uh, like Friday or Saturday that everything shut down, like I had like 10 events canceled and I was like, okay, <laughs> so what are we doing now? So it's been constantly like a, a pivot, a time to pivot because um, the thing about it was though, even last year I kept saying, you know, doing the, the in-person events is great because I love to meet people where they are. I love to meet people in person. I like people to open up stuff and they can smell it and look at it and look inside the boxes and, you know, really get that one-on-one connection with not only the products, but I get to meet them and we get to, you know, build our own type of connection. So I love that. Um, so, but, but it's very, um, draining physically to have Mm. to lug all your stuff, getting on planes and driving and all that stuff. And, um, I was just thinking like there, there has to be some sort of way next year where, you know, we're still doing events, but, um, I need to get it where a lot of the sales are online. Well, COVID like pressured me to do that. It made me do that (laughs) a lot faster than I probably uh, was going to, but it, it made it happen. So everything got canceled. So there was no events, which meant no money from events. And I was like, okay. So um, that just meant upping the the website game. I mean, that meant like bringing out all my digital marketing chops and, you know, investing into ads. So doing like more Facebook ads and um, Instagram ads, you know, Pinterest, like all the different platforms trying to figure out how to get the attention of people not only that for new customers, but also, you know, rolling out the red carpet for the, the customer that already bought, you know, that already, you know, tried the business out to keep them. So it was a definitely a two, three, four lane strategy of trying to um, get the online sales in. And it, it actually worked out because right when COVID happened, I was about to launch the, the products that are already made. So I had only had the boxes up until COVID, but I was about to launch the face mask, the hair conditioner, all of that stuff. And then COVID happened and I was like, should I wait? You know, because there's like 10 million people on unemployment right now. So I I was trying to be sensitive to what was happening. You know, I didn't want to be like sell, sell, sell while there's a million people without jobs, you know, but I still got to keep the business, you know, afloat. So it was trying to make those like weird decisions so I decided to launch them and kind of do like a soft launch and that actually helped a whole lot because um, I had the people who were staying home so some people wanted to do the DIY kits because they couldn't leave their house so they were at home buying the kits and mixing stuff in their kitchen and then I had the people who couldn't go to hair salons so they were buying the hair conditioner that was already made and you know doing that at home and learning how to do their hair so it actually turned out almost for the better. I still miss the in-person events. I did get to do um, a farmer's market during the summer, which I was okay with because that was outside and, you know, there was masks and I didn't want to do any type of indoor or anything like that. And everything was really like, you know, distant, but um, it definitely was a game changer for sure. in getting everything from in-person to everything online now. Now I know I knew the answer without knowing because I seen you on Good Morning America when I went to your website. I said, "Wow, you know, I, it must be doing something really well." But what really like draw me to your ideas and wanting to speak to you is that like you just handle everything looks so professional. The emails are always on time. The websites, the like Instagram marketing, the like 
you know, like, hey, let's do this mass, let's do this. It's just like your hard work and your team hats off to you and your team. Uh, it goes notice. And I don't use those products, but I mean, maybe I will. Uh, <laughs> so, you. But, you know, like uh, it's more I know geared towards ladies or you know, whatever. So it's just, I want to let you know it is working. And in the quarantine, you got that in a pandemic, uh, good morning America, uh, spotlight. So that was yeah. pretty good. So if I was a newbie two part question, mm -hmm. if I didn't know, if I just wanted something, you know, my skin is feeling a little weird. What would you recommend of yours? And then after that, what is your personal favorite product? Okay. If your skin is feeling weird, I would recommend one of the face masks because right now everybody's dealing with like we're wearing like literally the face mask every day, you know, and because we're wearing those, a lot of people's faces are breaking out. They're not used to having like all that friction. And then if you don't wash it, all the dirt gets, you know, you use the same mask and it's clogging up your pores and it, or it's making it dry and weird. So a lot of people are dealing with that. And so the face mask is the first thing that I always say with that. Um, so we have, so all of the products are named after women because I think women are awesome. So the face mask, um, one of them is called Modest Mia and it has um, green tea or matcha in there. Um, and it's a, it's green once you mix it. And then um, the other face mask is called Radiant Ray and it has rose clay in there. So it's like a pink kind of color. Um, those are excellent for your skin. One's really good for like acne. One's good for a sensitive skin. So I would recommend one of those for sure. Um, and doing the face mask, like at least once a week. And you'll definitely tell the difference from like, if you have like hyperpigmentation or like discoloration on your face or, um, breakouts or anything like that. Um, and then my personal favorite is, um, it's called the Blissful Brooklyn Hair Conditioner. That is my favorite. It's a favorite, I think, just in general across people who have bought. I like can't keep that stuff in stock. It's ridiculous. It has it smells really good. It has um, like peppermint and lemon essential oil. So we use real essential oils and not like fragrances that are like, you know, fake fragrances that aren't good. Um, it has like aloe vera juice in there and chamomile and apricot and it has just a bunch of just awesome ingredients in there that are really good that are like literally like from plants that are good for growing your hair, keeping it soft, keeping it from damage. And it's just like real creamy and it's awesome. Okay. And before I ask you one of the last two questions, where can they find you everywhere? Oh, yes. You can go to makeitclassydiy.com. On there, you can find all of the products that are already made. You can find the DIY kits and you could book a um, DIY experience too. So you can book an experience for you and your friends. And um, right now we're hosting it virtually. So you book the experience and then um, we all get on Zoom and I teach the class from there. Okay. And one of the last things before my last question is five household kitchen beauty ingredients i seen that on your website can you yes. tell us a little bit about that yes so a lot of the ingredients that you have at home are really good for your hair and for your skin so um things like sugar is a really good like exfoliant for your skin and getting rid of like dead skin cells honey is another one honey is really sticky at first um 
But if you incorporate it right, you won't even notice that the stickiness is there. But honey is a really good moisturizer for your skin and for your hair, too, depending upon how you use it. But um, like rosemary is a good um, ingredient for growing your hair. There's just so many different ingredients that we use on a daily basis that are awesome for like building strength in our hair, um, getting rid of like any um, acne or anything that you have on your face. It's just, it's, it's about like just teaching people that beauty can be very simple. You know, when I say plant-based, like a lot of people recognize ingredients like aloe vera, but they may not know about like moringa oil and things like that. So it can be very simple. They're just things that are growing from the earth that, you know, I just take time to learn about like the plants and herbs and like their properties to figure out, you know, what's more healing for this or what works better for that. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And my final question I ask everybody is to speak it into existence. What do you want your legacy to be of your business and your name and just things you've done in this world? All right. Um, I want my legacy to be, um, you know, someone who I want people to think back and think about somebody who really tried to help women and did help women not only feel, you know, look good, but feel good, you know, at the end of the day. Um, I want them to have that confidence and to know that, especially for women, we're pulled in so many different directions. Um, but you can take that time for yourself. And it is very, very important to have that like me time where you sit down with yourself, whether it's like just becoming more self-aware or doing something to that makes you feel more beautiful, like a face mask or something for your hair. But I want people to know that I was very invested in um, building this community. I think it's very important. And this is recorded. <laughs>